even more community, even more empowerment, even more diversity, even more inspiration, even more. A podcast founded by Valletta Dance Company, where we invite women from all over the world to share their stories and share their projects. Welcome. Hello, Steffi. I think you need to... Let me see if I can invite you. You need to click on join request to be in video. Let me see. Go live with Steffi. Okay. happy to see you so nice seeing you and it's weird to be talking in english right well yeah but i think we've 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 spoken in english when there's other people that speak english so true so we got this we got this so um welcome for everybody who is watching this or who's gonna watch this later also for the podcast new podcast on spotify yeah how exciting Yes, so I so for those who don't know, even more is a series which I started with Valetas and in which I invite women from all over the world that has like um, interesting and, and and empowering projects that are making a difference in different communities. So you're one of those women and and you have been there most of my life. Steffi, for those who don't know, she's one of my best friends and soul sister. I wanted to invite her because her life path is very, very inspiring, and and she has this um she has a story that every time, like I don't know, every time I hear her, I get inspired, and I and I just feel that we want to hear it from you. Why don't you tell us first who you are, what you do, and then maybe I can get into it because I, I got stuck because you, you do so many things and I don't know where to start. So why don't we start by you introducing yourself, telling what you do for a living, what do you do, and where you are, where you're spending this time in this quarantine. Sure. Well, thank you for your kind words. <laughs> well, for those who don't know me, I'm Steffi Ibuado. I'm from the border as Valeria. I was born in El Paso and lived between Juarez and El Paso uh, most of my early years. And then I've been moving since university up until now, basically. So I went to law school in El Tecnológico de Monterrey in, in Chihuahua. And then I, I did my master's in, in Houston, having incense, so it's distracting me with the... <laughs> I <laughs> I just wanted to put like the the mood into yeah, the good vibe. <laughs> yeah, and from from there it's been a lot. It's been a lot of moving because then I went um, to Amsterdam to live there for a while, and living in the Netherlands, I found this job where I'm still currently working for. And with them, I've moved from Amsterdam for, from working there a couple of years to Mexico City. And then I lived in Mexico City for a couple of years. I helped um, my company open a branch office there. So I was 
living there for, for a while, loved Mexico City. And then I moved to Lima, Peru, and this is where I'm at at the moment, quarantining like everyone else in my apartment. And well, also um, Peru has been kind of that experience of opening a branch office for my, for the company I work for. And I've enjoyed living in Peru a lot. So this is, this is kind of my, my journey up until Peru. I wanted to, to give that background because otherwise people would be like, well, what is she doing in Peru? Right. Because people always ask me like, Oh, well you have family there or, or some other questions like, yeah, why, why did you move there? And it's like, no, actually, I don't have any family here. I hadn't been to South America before moving to Peru. So it's been quite a ride. Yeah, and, and I think it's so, like, I admire you that you're able to move in from, from country to country just like that. And, and like, but it's so beautiful that you get to do something that you love because I think you also forgot to mention that other thing that you do, that you're a triathlete. Yes. So, well, about that, but also like you study law. What what area of law? Like, what is your focus? So I focused on international law. Like my dream was at the beginning was a little bit more like working in something related to the United Nations or something more like public international law. But then, like in practice, I started realizing that private side of international law is much more dynamic so it's like all trans, uh, international transactions commercial negotiations and all this type of things which i found fascinating and life kind of took me on that path so i did a certification in the netherlands for private international law and things mm -hmm. started to shift that way and that's that's sort of what i do um for for on the law side At the moment, I'm not like a lawyer that goes to court and those type of things. I'm more the lawyer that sits at the table with commercial negotiations and and try to find solutions for people. So that's kind of, it's not like the typical idea that people have in their heads when they hear lawyers. Yes. But I did study law and that's kind of my background. So okay. that's, that's what I do. But As Valeria said, there's this other side of me where I'm just Steffi and I'm very passionate about sports. So I've done practice sports um, basically since I'm three that I started swimming. And then I've experienced with many sports. And one of the, like, the sports that has, I've been most passionate about is triathlon. And I ha always had this thing about long distance triathlons and I didn't come to like realize my, my dream of long distance triathlons until later on where I was already working and I was able to pay my own sports and it's, it's been progressing and even more so now that I, that I, that I live in Peru. So can you explain us for those who don't know what is triathlon? Very good point. <laughs> I'm assuming everyone knows what a triathlon is. Yes. So um, there's different um, distances, but I'll, I'll first go with the sport 
it's you swim, then you get out of the water, and then you start cycling, and then you finish cycling, you leave your bike, and you start running. So by the wow. end of that, you finish the triathlon. And a sprint distance is something like um, 750 meters swim, a 20 kilometer cycle, and a 5K run. And then it goes up like the Olympic distance, the one you see in the Olympics is double that distance. So 1.5K and then a 40K um, bike ride and a 10K run at the end. And the Ironman distance, which is like the longest distance run, I think there's longer ones, but those are not like official, I, I guess. And it's a four kilometer swim or 3.8. Uh, 180 kilometer cycle and 42 kilometers running at the end. So <laughs> that that was like my goal for last year, and that's how I closed it up. And I'm so glad I did it last year because it did. It's gonna happen this year for sure. And wow. yeah, I just think it's so fascinating that you have that stamina and that you're able to balance a life as an as an athlete and a lawyer. And and I think. Other than that, um, like, how have you find the balance to do that, to to be, like, moving from country to country and allowing yourself to, like, be full-time, focus on your job, and then, like, how do you get to that place when you go, oh, I'm going to go and train now? Like, how does that, I mean, for me, just hearing that, it's, like, amazing. I, 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 it, it sounds, like, impossible. Like, I don't know if I would be able to do that in my life. I don't think so. It's like, but you say it so, so easily and so, yeah. I just wonder, how do you do it? How do you, it's not like a very specific question, but like, how do you get to balance those two worlds? And especially having that endurance in, in triathlon. So, I think it's just a matter of like starting and it kind of becomes a habit. So you do have to be very disciplined to be in this sport, even more if you want to like achieve a long distance goal. So in this case, for me, it's like starting my mornings at 4.30 a.m. or four in the morning, and I'm at the pool by 5 a.m. And then I do my trainings in the morning, more likely, and then I'm at work by 8 30 8 45 in the morning so you kind of like make your day last longer but at the same time like i feel i'm so much productive when i start my days early and when i'm exercising than when i don't of course rest is an important factor to like everything else because if you don't have like a proper rest in in your daily activity you're not going to last long and yeah, sleep is, is essential also. What is I rest? Have to go to bed early. What was your question? So what does rest mean to you? Because for example, you're saying like, okay, now getting up at 4am, like for me, that sounds like, whoa, and you know that, you know that I wake up very late and I sleep late, but, but lately I've been getting up earlier than usual than what I do for me. It's impressive. I'm impressing myself lately because I'm getting up to to meditate, and I realized how that is making a whole difference. But 
it is something that I need to keep doing because I still struggle to get up. But but once I'm there, it makes everything so worth it. But um, but when I when it's time to rest, like what can you say about that? Because for me personally, I do feel that I lack energy, and I don't know if it's because I slept too much, I slept too little. Like, is it what I'm eating? Is it um, what do you think that lenses are red? I think a, a big a big factor to it is listening to your body and actually mm -hmm. being connected with what you need. So meditation is a great tool for that. And so congratulations that you're waking up early for that. Amazing. Yes. I love it. Um, but I do start my day with meditation. So I I have like this routine, right, of like 10 minutes, like the first 10 minutes of my day, I try to make it for like to be grateful for for waking up yeah <laughs> and i like i'm grateful in advance for the amazing day that i'm gonna have and it kind of like gives me that boost to get out of my bed and say like okay now i'm ready to start my day so i think that's um kind of like to set the mood for the rest of the day but but i also know like if i'm pushing myself through the day by 8 p.m., I'm already super tired. And if and if I, like, worked out more intensely during the morning, I do know that sometimes I, like, I need, like, a small nap. <laughs> you know, like, okay. even if it's 15 minutes, like, I just go to another room at the office and then I just, just take, like, a small nap. But and I try to listen to right, right? Yeah, definitely. Napping is important sometimes, for sure. No, because I remember when I was training like eight hours a day, there was no way that I couldn't do it without a nap. And like, but right now, even if I'm not maybe exercising with my body, like all the time, all day, like I'm using my, my brain, my mind, and you, you still get exhausted somehow. And, and I do feel that I need like a little nap once in a while during, well, once a day. And, uh, and sometimes when I don't have the nap, I do feel a little bit like, whoa, I'm tired. And, um, but I'm, I'm mentioning this because I do notice that there's this culture that, well, at least like I, I apply it to myself to when I lived in New York, I was just going, 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 sleeping late, getting up early, going, 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 going for eight years until my body just, I, there was a point that I, couldn't get up of bed because my body wouldn't respond and it sounds it sounds impossible but I used to think that until it happened to me it's like my body was really forcing me to rest and I didn't understand that and I didn't understand why also I wasn't feeling any type of emotion I wasn't feeling excited I wasn't feeling even sad it was like nothing and And later, it turns out that I was dealing with depression and, and I didn't know. So, since then, like, it's been two years and a half and I'm, I'm still learning how rest is important and how really important it is to give yourself time to be with yourself, to rest, to nap, to meditate, just like you said, to be grateful. Those little things are the things that are making a difference in my life at at this point in my life and, and and maybe for other people it arrives at different times but if we can really give out that message right now so 
for the people who are listening. So what can you say about that, about my example, about how in New York I was just going, going, going because I wanted to get somewhere and I wanted to do this with my career and I wanted to juggle with in between all worlds. Because I'm talking a lot, sorry. I was also, I was working and I was dancing. I was working in journalism and dancing, but then I couldn't find a perfect balance. And I think maybe that was it. What do you think? So I think, yeah, definitely that's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can last a month, maybe two, like you can even push it years like you did, which is amazing. But at the end, your body will cash out like the, it, it will let you know, like, I can't anymore. And, and in that sense, what I've noticed for myself, at least, is that I need a rest day also, like a day where I do mm. like, nothing at all. Like, I don't work that day. And I don't train that day. It's like a day for just being at home. If I want to be lazy, I, I'm lazy, but respecting that my body needs rest, my brain needs rest. And if I just want to sit down and listen to music or something else, that's amazing. But for example, um, we have that like Jews or in my religion, we do that on Saturday that we have that a day like we go to church and all these things. So I, I think that's that's something that gives us that, that resting factor and I, I really value when I actually respect that because sometimes I don't because I, I just rather go cycling another day and and I and I do feel that like I feel exhausted on the rest of my week when I don't take my resting day so I think that's the only way to have a sustainable heavy week of work and training so it's just having a rest day once a week at least and it's also like giving yourself permission to do it because as an athlete i know how you are perfectionist you work hard for what you want and and, and you enjoy that and you push yourself i know that it might be also hard for you to give yourself permission to rest yes. at least what happened for me but When you put it this way, you're saying like you have to have a rest day. It's like giving yourself permission and like saying that it's okay. It's needed. It's needed. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's and it's a mindset thing, right? Like I'm yeah. giving myself permission to rest when it shouldn't be like giving myself permission. It should be like my. It's just a given. Like you need to rest. Period. Yeah. It's like lately something that I've been applying, it's quality over quantity. And it's also my, my incense is also, it distracted me now. But I was going to say that after whatever, 12 years of running around, okay, I'm here in El Paso, Texas. So I'm here, it's not like in a year that I can just step outside and walk and do this and that. So life forced me to stop. So now I'm like thinking, okay, instead of uh, enrolling to many different things or working different jobs, how can I make what I'm already doing juicier? Like a thousand percent more quality. 
rather than quantity. And and it has been working for me and it and it has given me more peace of mind and and I think it also applies with the body sometimes. Cause then comes the injuries. Exactly. Have you got that that was my my exact thought that like sometimes I feel that the more I train the better I'm gonna get. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily that's when I get injured. So it's like really taking that balance factor, but you also learn from your mistakes, right? Because you don't know where, like, until where you can push your boundaries until you're injured. And then there's everything telling you like, hey, you've pushed the limits this far, then now you're injured. And I think sometimes injuries come as a blessing because they make you, they force you to learn, to learn and And if you don't learn, it might happen again in different ways, you know? And, and yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about your blog, Steffi. Yay, my blog. (laughs) So it's so beautiful. I was going through it yesterday and I really love how you, how you describe yourself like in the bio. It's like really simple and direct and you're, let me see if I can pull it up here later, but there's really like an important message that for me was like, wow, like the point of your blog is to, is to why, why don't you tell us? Okay. So, well, as I said a moment ago, like my, my passion is our sports and, and I, and I all, well, I've always had this thing where I just want to push myself harder to see what I can achieve. Like I have this curiosity for life to explore new places and travel to different cities. So in a way, I kind of mixed up those two factors of like I'm traveling and I'm exploring new places through sports. So going to marathons to different cities all over the world or to triathlons in different places of the world gives that factor. The reason I write about them is because I want, like, I want to at least try to inspire other people to feel that if I can do something like silly or have the dedication to run a marathon or do a triathlon or travel somewhere new and different, that you can do it also. Like, it's possible for everyone. And... Through my experiences, I always learn something new. And I think with, I mean, the daily practice gives you the tools to go to the race. But during, like those, th- that gives you the whole thing to, to get to that moment. So in my blog, I, I just kind of like do a brief explanation of what I did to get there. But then the actual experience... It's like, this is my experience. This yeah. is what I learned. And this Your is what I want to sh- share with, with all of you. So maybe you find like a little bit of inspiration to say like, well, I've always had this curiosity for an Ironman. But I've, it, I don't know. It's just like a, a huge distance. Like, why would I even do that? And then if you go read it, like my blogs are really short and really to the point. And if you go through it, it's like, oh, well, that's not that hard. And then you go through like, okay, this is what I learned from it. So that's that's my main message 
of of what I or what I would at least aspire to to transmit through it. And and you gave us a glimpse of what it is to be in your world because I acknowledge and I understand what you do, but not not from the way you experience it and, and the way you put it in your blog is like you really describing like a storyteller you're a storyteller and i love that you're describing like okay and i grabbed my bag now this happened with the bike and and now i ran and da 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 and and then i made and then i felt this so, so it, you really by reading it you really make us have this visceral experience and to sense what you what you felt and like your success was also our success as readers and it's and it's really cool is it i wrote it over here did i wrote it correctly stephrandeworld.com yeah Definitely. Yeah. And, and and the title of it, I thought about it and it's like, well, I'm I'm like each time it's a different country or a different city. I actually try not to repeat them. <laughs> so that's yeah. why I felt like, well, around the world it has to be. Stuff around the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. I love it. But um so I wanna get to the core of like when was the moment when you realized that that was your passion. Again, if I go back to your blog, your bio is really to the point and you have a little picture of you and your brother skiing. I don't know what age you got. You, you, you look like you were two years old or four, I don't know. But yeah, for approximately four. Why don't you share about how, how it all started? Because, yeah. Well, you know my parents, It's different for, for you, but I come from a, like a very sportive family in general. So for me, it was kind of like, okay, she's very active. Like what, what, what are we going to do with her? And sports was just a great outlet for me to like invest all my energy in that. And it was kind of something that came very easy to me. It's kind of like you're dancing. It's like, I think you were dancing since before you were born type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like that for me too but i think uh like there's there comes a point where you experiment with different sports and then there's the ones that like they're kind of like magic passion combined and it's like okay i have to stick to this one wow. i just love it right i mean at one point it was golf And then it became like triathlon kind of became my thing because I enjoyed cycling. I enjoyed swimming and I started to run. And then I realized, oh, three things in a row that becomes triathlon. I should try that. But that wasn't even a thing in Juarez back then. Like we didn't even have triathlon teams. Exactly. We didn't have any. Sorry, I don't know why my sister's calling me right now. People call me whenever I have interviews. I don't know why. And they know I have an interview. It seems like... Anyways, I hope she doesn't call again. If not... Sorry, you were saying that? Well, so so that, that was like the, the moment where I discovered it. And since I started, I loved it. And I stopped for a very... Like a, a, a period of my life when I was in university. And I just came back to it when I, like, when I moved, I think, okay, so going back to the moving countries part, 
I think one of the big advantages of moving to a new place is that you have a space to create something new. Mm. So, like, when I lived in Mexico City, I was on a phase that I was just, like, hiking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, every weekend mm-hmm. or once a month, I would hike a new mountain. And that was my thing. I was just, like, really into hiking mountains. And I was, like, my goal was, like, for, like, the end of the year, like, my last month in Mexico was to climb the highest peak in Mexico. And that was, like, my goal. And when I moved to Peru, my goal was, like, I want to run an Ironman. So I have to get back to triathlon. And that's sort of how it went from there. And, And then I just Googled, like, triathlons Peru. And that's how I found the first team I started training with. And that's how that adventure started. So it's just like I, I, I move countries and then I, I like I change hair colors sometimes as well. So I can yeah. just like get into the transition phase because it's it's like a, a little bit of it's like when you graduate in a way mm-hmm. when you move countries. It's like, well, a phase just finished and now you're ready to move on. And you know that it's going to be something really different and that you don't know anything of where, like, people tell you things, but it's their experience. You're going to have your own experience. And when you move somewhere somewhere new, it's, okay, you have to learn from scratch. You have to find out how to move around, how people speak, um, the local lingo, this sort of thing. And then... Also, you have this space to create. What do I want to do? How do I spend my time? Who do I want to surround myself with? Where do I find people that are like me? No? Mm-hmm. So that's 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 kind of like the dynamic side of this moving thing. And that that's like that phase. So this is kind of like going back into the triathlon era. Mm-hmm. But that was like I, I left triathlon for 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 a big time in my life while I was like going through law school because I didn't have time for anything else than my books yeah and I remember you in that in that phase of your life that you were you you wanted to get into triathlon but like you you were also starting to be a lawyer so and and for me just just seeing you get back into your passion it it just makes me feel so proud and and it gives me hope that like for example, when I got injured, I also had to stop dancing. So I, I would see dancing as super far or like, oh, I'm going to get older. I won't be able to dance. But then somehow I had to go through that to get where I am dancing again. Thanks to that little break that I had, I was able to to taste more, to enjoy more my dancing today. Yes, you, definitely. You come back like reloaded. Yes, you said you mentioned two things that I wrote. You said space to create. Uh, oh no, I wrote this because I thought about this. I wrote dream big. That is something that I feel like some people don't allow themselves to dream big, and and like everything that you just said, it's just like I think it's a very important factor to really even get to start li- living. Um, Living something that maybe it was never possible for you, you have to really dream big and dream the impossible because if not, you will not be able to, I don't know. I, I just have think- very good 
story for this. Can okay. I? Yes. So I was visiting Valeria in New York for like I don't know I I don't, I don't remember which one which of the that those times that I visit you was mm -hmm. that I convinced you to come running to Central Park with me. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. And but for like in case some of the people listening don't know Valeria's not a runner. She's a dancer. And running for people that don't usually run is complicated, even more so when it's more than 5K. So that day, we ran 16 kilometers. Really? Because we looped around Central Park, literally. And I remember, we I mean, we didn't run the whole time. We, we had those like spaces where we walked and then we ran again. And then we were like doing the whole loop. But we were at one point that we couldn't just like, we couldn't go back. We had to move forward. And, <laughs> but we had very deep conversations during that, that run in Central Park. And I remembered speaking about this, we were talking about dreaming big. Oh my so God. At that point you told me like, oh, well, Like you were at that time, you were doing your bachelor's in communication science, right? That's that's your yeah. your your BA, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm going to go to NYU, and I want to do my master's there, oh my and I want to work at NBC, and I want to have my dance company." And for me, all of that, it was like we were maybe like 20 years old, and and for me, everything that Valeria was speaking about for me was like, "What is she?" talking about like she wants to go to NYU she want to work she wants to work at NBC she wants to have her own dance company like it all seemed like this is like impossible and I just like really remembered everything you said and then years later she did all of it she worked at NBC she finished her bachelor's in communication and then she now finished her her master's at NYU she had, she had um her own dance company in New York and had has had like several presentations or what's the what's the word I'm looking for shows shows thank you that's like a lot yeah. more important and yeah I mean I was like this this is another part of like dreaming big is also surrounding yourself with people that dream big because that also enabled me to say what do i want to do like yeah. where do i see myself because at that point i wasn't working yet i knew i wanted to travel i knew i wanted to run marathons i knew i wanted to to run an iron man like i had all these dreams and they were just dreams yeah. at that point it they weren't they weren't like something i i could plan for at that moment but those things inspired me to say to like as like you you started to like you did one thing and then you did the other and I was like well that's so inspiring if she Valeria can do it so can I <laughs> like I'll just yeah. dream big wow I'm like shocked I I didn't remember that we spoke about that I remember the Central Park I mean the only time I run all Central Park obviously was with you <laughs> That's so powerful. Wow. No, and but I feel the same way about you, Steffi. Like like I said, Steffi has been with me since 
high school, no matter what, no matter the lows, no matter no matter the highs, no matter no matter the who's there for me, and and she pulls me, and and I know that like you were saying, like if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be able to to be here. To be honest, it is very important to have your tribe, like like people say, like to have people that are really summoning you up, and but also like having your soul sister. You know? Yeah, and you said also space to create. I think, do you think there's a way to create space even if you're in the same space? Let me say it again. Do you think you can, you think you can create space in the same place? For example, let's say people that maybe don't have the option to travel around the world, but they, they want to create a new future. They want to create a new present. How could they access that? You know, because you were saying, I, I was plowing, I was traveling, I was moving around. So it was like a reset button. I was able to start from scratch and, and I had space to create. Okay. But like, was it really the location or was it you? No, it's, it's definitely inside you. Like you, you can also, you can also do it without moving countries. Definitely. Um, it's, it's a matter of like connecting to yourself and be like, it's like, like if you're a smoker and at one point you're like, I don't feel like damaging my body anymore. And I, I, but you can't, if you, if you want to start a new habit and you're, and you want to change out of like depriving yourself from it, it's not going to work. But you have to create yourself like a healthy version of yourself to stop smoking, right? Or to or start a new sport. Like, you can't be like, oh, if, if you're in the mindset of I'm a couch potato, you're not going to be a marathoner. You have to start from a, a mindset like, I'm an athlete, and today I'm going to run 500 meters, you know, like like small goals. Yeah, like you, you, you can start with small things, and then you increase in 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 your goals, right? But you definitely have the space to create, and the and you have the option to create something new every second of your life because you're here, you're present, you're breathing. And like, this is reality, the only reality. The rest is imaginary, right? Yeah, the future, the future is not here yet. The past, oh, it's past. not already past. We can feel it neither the past and somehow we we put it in front of us and we can step in and yeah and that's why i'm asking you like how how do you think there are ways that people can have that space i mean maybe for me it's meditation meditation has allowed me to be present and to work in that muscle because in reality it's a muscle it's like doing uh weights or whatever you have to train your mind to come back come back to your center come back to the present being aware being aware yeah and also it comes in hand with listening to your body like you said at the beginning if you're not aware you're not going to listen to your body therefore you get injured therefore something else happened and and yeah and it's but yeah so thoughts are 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 a very impactful 
thing as where if you have negative thoughts, they can spiral your life in a very negative way. And if you change that inner dialogue into something positive, that can take you a very long way. And I mean, I know the both of us have examples in our lives where we've had very negative thoughts and have looped into a very uh, damaging cycle within us. But I think that also has given us the tool to also be more connected with ourselves and with our bodies and and with our with our thoughts. Because mm. if, if we're not in control of our thoughts, our thoughts are going to rule our lives, right? So in that sense, if you're creating something new, the first step is where do I want my thoughts to go? Being mm. in this present moment. So from there, you can also strike, like for me, it works to write things down. Journaling, yeah. And, and sometimes writing things as, as they're, if they're real, even though they're not real yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for example, if I haven't graduated and my goal is to graduate from university, I write like I have a diploma from this university and I'm really excited and grateful for it. Or if my goal is to qualify for the Ironman World Championship, I write it down like I am an Ironman World Championship qualifier. And in visualizing, which is also a very good tool, I exactly. just imagine myself having that moment, like if it's already real, and being grateful for that moment. And it kind of like things start to align uh -huh. in a way that even opportunities start bouncing in for you to like continue in that in that path. It's like what they say, like life is a mirror. Like at the end of the day, whenever something happens, if something bad happens or bad, it's a, it's a lesson or, or that person was a teacher. They had something to to teach you or um and yeah and if you are vibrating in the in higher frequency everything around you will will look like that because you're gonna attract it yeah i've been working on that a lot lately and, and realizing a lot of things and but also sort of like forgiving myself forgiven like when you were talking about the central part thing i'm still processing that it's just like i haven't even be like i haven't been like nice valeria you know like good job yes bitch you know like sometimes we forget <laughs> that we need to be like proud proud of our progress and and not be afraid to, to hide it and and not feel guilty and like there's there's a lot of things that that I realized personally and that I've been having this conversation and even more serious about social constructs, about like things expected from women, about speaking out and about uh, taboos such as mental health. And uh, yeah, all of these things that we need to bring more awareness. And, and 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 of that like on that same um note i had i was at the wedding once and i was at the bathroom with a friend 
-hmm. and she looked herself at the mirror and then she was like when was the last time you looked yourself directly in the eye at the mirror mm -hmm. and asked yourself how are you wow and i and i looked at myself in the mirror and i was like i i broke to tears i was like oh, i i hadn't asked myself that in so long and to be honest it was like was like i have this thing where i'm always running and i always have i always have something to do yeah and i hadn't asked myself how are you how do you feel today like good job exactly like you said or like do you feel tired are you exhausted it's okay to rest you know and it's and it's that moment where you realize like i'm just running everywhere and we all have that thing where we have to stop look ourselves in the mirror look ourselves in the eye and be honest how do you feel today how yeah. are you being honest i think that's super important and i think that's the hardest thing to to tell the truth to yourself like are you actually telling the truth to yourself i, I asked myself that and because at the end of the day the truth is the the last thing standing everything can fall apart but your truth is the only thing that it's going to stay there so so i i go back to that and and check in check in and am i and i'm being honest with myself because i'm at a point when i'm where i'm so ready to live my life in my highest potential and i know you do too because now i get a sense that a lot of what i went through and i don't say that nothing is going to happen i i don't know what's going to happen it's in the future right but in the present I, I, I was saying, talking about forgiving myself, about really understanding that that what happened made me who I am today, and that I kind of zoned out. I forgot what we were talking about. About being honest with ourselves. And honest, being honest that, yeah, when I decided to be honest, I feel like that pattern broke. You mentioned also the loop. Wow. Yeah, like I feel like as humans, we sometimes forget and don't realize and don't check in and realize that we're, we're like we're in a loop. We wake up, we have breakfast, we work, we come back, we watch TV, we go to bed. Running, 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 running. So when do you stop to check in with yourself? So yeah, it's a muscle. No, the brain's definitely a muscle and your will is definitely a muscle. Habits are definitely something that you also have to like work out. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So another thing that I was wondering is like people in social media. I was having this conversation today with my roommate. Um, We were talking about the first time that we met officially because she was in high school, but we we actually started being friends in New York like two years ago or a year, I don't know. And I remember she was telling me, oh, you look so happy. Your life looks so perfect. And I was like, oh, yours too, whatever. But then when we started sharing about our lives, it's like we're talking right now that when I told her about what I was going through and it's like, wow, I, I didn't have an idea that you were going through that. So it made me really think about how important it is to share sometimes so people can relate to it because 
for example, people might be seeing you. Oh, Steffi, she travels all over the world. She runs. He 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 ha ha ha. She now went to Europe. Now this and that and Mexico City. But okay, they don't know all the pain that you have been through or what's behind all of that success. So what do you think has been, that has been like your most important lesson from this path that you have chosen, which is not easy? Or what is something that you think that maybe people could connect with? Yeah. What do you think is the lesson most important lesson that you have learned so far or what is the mistake that has taught you more things i know it questions i'm sorry but that, that that's very that's a very broad question because i think a lot of things in my life have taught me very important lessons but um so i think on on of some of what we've been talking about is the the negative self-talk part right Mm -hmm. Um, so as you said, at one point, I, I have this very perfectionist side of my, of my life where, where I'm, I'm always like, I want to do things a certain way and I'm very perfectionist about everything. And, and that perfectionism and trying to strive for some like sort of perfection also led me to my eating disorders at one point. Right. So I think that that part of like the negative self self talk about the my image the um, image really really affected me in my younger years and it's something that doesn't just happen from one day to the next but it gradually happens where you like you see yourself in the mirror and you disapprove i'm not good enough And you say it once, and then you say it twice, and all of a sudden it's years down the road where you're not approving what you see in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And what what that brings as a result is this destructive um, behavior. So it's more than just like, okay, it starts with negative self-talk, but then it it becomes something where it's it's really harmful to yourself. So, I mean, going through the story of my life and of how I lived, for example, I experienced that. For me, it was something like where I, where I was like 14, 15 years old that I started like being conscious of l wanting other guys to like me, for example. And having like this thing where I would be like, well, I, I, I want to be that girl where, you know, boys ask you out. And yeah. I, I remember this one time, this, this guy like told me like, oh, you have a pretty face, but you're chubby. And for me, it was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm chubby. I was like, ah. and that sounds like, Tuh. you know, and. And at that point, it was, I think that was like a landmark point in my life that, that like, it was a trigger. It was a trigger. 
And and from there on, I was like determined that I wasn't going to be that chubby girl anymore. I was like, I wanted to be pretty. And what did pretty mean? Because that's something that we had in like social media and, and what I saw from like the girls that had a voice attention was that they were thin, right? And and that led to like, okay, so I, if, if I want to fit in the pretty dresses, I have to be thin. And it becomes some, it, be, it started like something healthy where I started to like exercise more. I mean, I always, I was always sportive. So I just started doing it more and being like dieting. Like I was more restrictive with what I ate. Like I had a, a, like an actual diet. And then dieting became just part of my life. But I was, I went like from 80 kilos or I don't know how many, how much is that in pounds? But I mean, I went from like something like 170 pounds, 170 pounds at age 14. That's not normal. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I was, I was quite heavy. And then I went down to like 40, 42 pounds. I mean, 42 kilos. So that's like, I almost dropped down like half myself. And I think by that point, I was because I was already used to like, I was on that mode of like being restrictive. Like I didn't want to, and having that fear of gaining weight. And then it became like, okay, now I can eat. But then I had this anxious thing where I would overeat. And then I, I wanted to like compensate for what I ate. So I would, I don't know, over exercise or purge. So it, it's very destructive at the point that, well, I mean, it lasted for years. That's a very dramatic and damaging effect at, a, at the long run. And, and yeah, I mean, I guess, um, it, it took me to reach like a really low point where I lost teeth to like, get that sense of like, well, yeah, I, I need to change that. Wow. And, and, and it took, because it's, it's not like one day, because it wasn't from one day to, to the next that it started the same it's the same process to heal yeah so the healing process is super slow and it doesn't mean like it's all steps like to the front it's not like you're moving forward you're moving forward the whole time you have to like you take two steps forward and you take one step back and then Mm -hmm. you take another two steps forward and it's another one back like it's progress is not always like i'm like going I'm healing 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 no like you you have setbacks and 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 in there you have that point where you have to also be forgiving for having your setbacks and and being conscious of like okay I don't have to be perfect the whole time and yeah I I mean I'm I I some, I'm sometimes not happy with with what I see in the mirror but then you start being conscious about it uh-huh and yeah. that's part of healing being conscious that I'm being negative and I'm and I have negative self-talk again. And at that moment, now, after years, 
I, I know I'm aware of it. And then I'm, and I see myself in the mirror and I'm like, you're being like, you're talking negatively about yourself. So let's change that into something good. Find something in the mirror that you like one thing and say it to yourself. And then I'm like, okay, I like my eyebrows. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you like, even if it's just funny for a moment and then it's like, you change your mood and they're like, okay, I'm just going to wear something a little bit looser today. If I don't feel that like fit or sexy or whatever, and then I'll just wear something else and I'll just take care of like, I'll just drink more water today. Yeah. And, and that changes your whole day. Cause otherwise you're just thinking about it. Like, Oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. And like, I did this wrong. And then, and that becomes like more of the same, more of the same. And you're in the same loop of like, yes. And it's crazy because I, a lot of people go through this and they think it's normal. Maybe they go in, they, they go through it in a way that is not like, Oh, you have this, but we have this self talk about ourselves and then we let it loop for the rest of the day and now we're feeling that way the rest of the day like in terms of body image and uh and yeah and it's also about like this this pretty like what what is pretty like who says what is pretty and what's not how do we that boy when i was 14 years old that you're chubby right it's like that thing like who defines pretty yeah But what you shared, Steffi, it's really beautiful. I want to thank you for opening up about this because I know myself, like, I didn't go through it that way, but I, I did somehow when I was studying in Montreal. I, I also had one teacher that told me that I was a whale, that I looked like a whale. And, uh, and somehow I got into a school. I'm not going to get too much into detail right now, but every day listening something negative from the same, from the same ballet teacher, the teacher that you admire telling you that you're fat, that you'll never make it. And then some other days telling you, Oh, you're, you're great. I, I would be like, Oh, that's not true. But then I want some, at one point I was believing in it. And it, and it, and now it, it, it makes me think about how much the exterior, we need to be aware of what we're listening, what we're um, seeing because, it can have an influence in, in us and in, in our identity because I also think that like that, that little thought that is always talking, like it's not, it's not who we are. Like my, my negative talk, talk, it doesn't define me. What defines me is who am I being with the world in the present, not my negative thought or my perspective about it. And it's a deeper talk, but, but, I love that you brought up the healing process. That is something that, oh my God, I have 49 seconds left. Okay, I'm gonna end this.
Sorry about that. I forget that Instagram only gives you a certain amount of time. Okay. So, well, just to like, not not to extend overly and, and to stick within the hour, but definitely the, like talking about, because this is mental health, right? And this yeah. is, and this is because we have the injuries part with which we've experienced mm-hmm. being athletes in different areas. Injuries tell you something about what you're doing with your physical body and how you should listen to your physical body and giving yourself some rest and and having that, that part of, of your healing process physically. But then we have this mental health part. And in that part, it's not like you can just like be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna like have someone help me with my with my injury and it's something where you have to like make the decision yourself. Yeah, that you want to heal because even though like all the people that love you want to help you, they can't really help you unless you want to be helped. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like one of the most important parts of healing in mental health that you have to first admit to yourself that you that you have something mm-hmm. you need to heal, and that it's something that you don't that you don't want to it to be a part of your life anymore. So it's like, I want to be a break free from it. I I want to create this new possibility of being a just healthy, wholesome, beautiful self. And yeah, at the end it's, it's a decision and it's a daily effort. It doesn't come without effort in a sense because it, you have the setbacks that I was talking about. So it's a daily endeavor where you have to be like approving of yourself, practicing self-care. And for example, if it's something like an eating disorder to be like being aware that you're not eating for eating, but you're nourishing your body because you want to be strong because you want to be healthy and you want to be healthy for the people you love. You want to be strong for the people around you because you want to be strong because you want to do sports and you want to be out there and you want to be achieving your dreams and you're not going to let something that's in your head stop you from doing it mm-hmm. because some people with like for example in the case of eating disorders could be, like even be stopped to achieving their goals just because they're they're thinking like well if I go to this party and there's food there and I'm going to eat and you know and then you're thinking about all the calories and then it's like well i better not go and then you're depriving yourself from things or experiences just because of those fears Mm -hmm. right and it's all in your head fear is imaginary fear is imaginary and also healing is a decision yes and then you said effort there's something pleasurable about effort as well. Like it's not just it's not negative. Like there's effort in every day, but there's also the la recompensa. Like, like <laughs> I'm talking the so reward. Much. You know, like the yes, the reward. And also something that at least I know that I'm going through is the fact that like healing is not. In order to heal, you have to go through the pain. You can't avoid it. So if this is your life, 
and you're trying to get here, it's not like, woo! You have to actually deal through the pain and then it gets easy. And, and, no one will do it, and no one can do it for you. No. But when you do it, it's amazing. Like, and I mean, it's a work in progress for the rest of our lives, and self love is a work in progress for the rest of our lives. But still being choosing to be in this path of healing it already makes life so much beautiful it makes like i feel empowered i feel empowered and i feel that i can actually be there for other people and that i can actually make what i want to make in terms of making a difference with my dancers etc so yeah so i think just to almost finish um two questions what's next with steffi wallow triathlete lawyer empowering woman activist feminist chingona <laughs> what's for you how can we stay in touch with you i'm sure that many people can connect to your story and maybe there are people that want to start running and Maybe there are people that want to do sports and they think that it's too late. Like, it's, like, how can we, I don't know, how can we get in touch with you? Maybe they want to ask you some questions. And my second question, I'll ask it after. Okay, so, summarizing up everything we talked about, I think it would be important to mention Dream Big. Like, there's no limit to anything, so age doesn't matter. If you want to yeah. try something new, go for it. That's that's something that's, I, I mean, I, I really encourage it. And uh, in regards to what's next, it seems that I'm, I'm, I'm moving again. <laughs> so- um, Where are you moving? Well, everything points to that I'm moving to Milan. And we're opening up a, a new branch office for the company I work for there. So, I mean, we don't know with all these things that are happening, like exactly the date, but that's something that's coming for sure. And well, I'll 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 keep <laughs> running and and doing sports and writing about it, I guess. So if if you want to read more about it, you can always read my blog. And you can contact me through my Instagram page or my blog. There's my email also, uh, world at gmail.com. Literally, I have like an email for my blog page. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think I, 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 have, I have also this commitment, like in the activist part of it, where I really feel the need to share a little bit more about my journey in, in healing Yes. And and also being like helping to others that have been going through experiences such as my own, and and maybe like I think through writing is how I like have this connection more with with other people of how I've learned things or have I experienced things, and 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 for me it was something taboo that I I was really afraid of speaking about. Because I was, I'm always, I like, I, w I was always thinking about like I'm being judged for not being perfect or for for being flawed or for not approving of myself and 
you know, I had all these fears going through my head of like all the reasons that I shouldn't talk about it. But then like having this conversation with you and, and talking about mental health, I was like, well, now is the time to actually talk about it. Yeah. It, it, now's the time to like share with other people that have gone through difficult experiences as well and, and connect and empower. And to reassure that we can all recover, we can all heal, and we can all work through it through different mechanisms. No, and and through creating this safe community. I'm sure there's a lot of people in triathlon that maybe feel that that way or that they feel that they need to to be able to talk about it. Talk about it. Just talk about it. For me, it was also taboo. And and just the fact that I'm able to talk about it, I, I... Suddenly, a lot of people are telling me, I also go through that. I also went through that. And I'm also dealing with this. Wow. Okay. Let's connect. How can we like, like, um, gather and yeah. And create more awareness because we're all humans at the end of the day. Like, of course there are differences in race and all of that, but we are, we're humans. We're the human race. We're the human. Yeah. We want human connection. So, um, Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. Um, I don't know if anybody has a question before we we end. Um, Other than that, I I was just gonna um, thank everyone that listens to this. And Valeria has her new podcast, so follow her on Spotify. And yeah, she's she's doing a lot of work. And she has this new group on Instagram that's called Paleto Hill. So take a look around that. And she's doing a lot of amazing things. So follow her to to get the info on what's coming up next. I'll be around for sure. Yeah. So this will be posted in in, um, Paleto's new podcast. It's called Paleto. I wasn't sure if I wanted to call it even more Paleto, but I think Paleto. And then we have the even more series and then other things because I think there's much conversations to have with many more women and about different subjects. But I guess if nobody else has a question, we can end here. Steffi, thank you so much for your time. I'm honored to have you as my friend and as my soul sister. And thank you for, for opening up and, and telling the truth because like I said, the truth is the only thing that matters at the end of the day. And thank Thanks you for... Yes. Thank you, everybody who joined.